Welcome to Married by Design. Are you struggling with depression due to things that you've experienced in the past or that you're facing right now? How can you handle those things biblically in order to move through the issues without the discouragement? That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome to our podcast this week. We're in the midst of a new series on spiritual depression. With depression being so prominent today in so many people's lives, we thought we would look at the biblical basis for trying to cope with and manage depression. We recognize that there are a number of causes of depression, including psychological issues as well as emotional trauma. What we're doing in this series is focusing on the spiritual aspects of depression. We're spiritual beings with a soul that God has created. In the midst of all the things that we face and the things that we struggle with, learning how to better respond to the struggles in our lives will help us to be stronger and to veer away from depression. I would say that the vast majority of the struggles that lead to spiritual depression relate to our experiences. The challenges and disappointments that we have gone through in the past or the things that we're facing in the present can cause a downward cycle of discouragement and depression. This is where biblical truth is so important in helping us manage our emotions. Last week in our podcast, we looked at how Elijah experienced the ups and downs in his life. The events that put him in a downward spiral was the threat of Jezebel in 1 Kings 19. In the last episode, we also looked at Job and the devastating things that he faced in his life out of the Old Testament book of Job. With all of his losses, the discouraging counsel that he received from his friends, and his own internal struggles, God had to straighten him out in the end and give him a new perspective on the events in his life. That's what we often need when we're struggling through issues in our life. We need a godly perspective and understanding of our lives in the context of God's control and His purposes. If you haven't listened to that episode last week, we encourage you to go back and look at it. Well, for this week, we thought it was so important to look at this issue of our experiences and the trials of life that we wanted to look at another situation in the New Testament. The disciples found themselves in a very trying and frightening situation, and they didn't quite handle it the right way. The result was fear, anguish, and despair. That's right, and we're going to look at this passage this week to glean even more principles that help us cope with the situations that we face. We had suggested you get a resource, the book by Martin Lloyd-Jones, on spiritual depression. It's called Spiritual Depression, Its Causes and Cures. That book is an excellent resource to look at the way that we handle the struggles in our lives and the things that we face. In that book by Martin Lloyd-Jones, there's a chapter entitled, Looking at the Waves. He looks at the text in Matthew 14 of an experience the disciples faced. In our time today, we wanted to look at that and challenge you to think about the way that you handle the difficulties in life. When the struggles come, we, like the disciples, have a tendency of focusing on the waves rather than on our Savior. So let's jump into the passage. This passage starts in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. We all have a tendency when the difficulties of life are upon us to focus on the waves and the challenges. 
There's so much in this passage that we're going to be looking at it this week as well as in next week's episode. Let me read the passage since it's not too long. This is from Matthew 14, 22 and on. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat, by this time, was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, and said, It is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Thanks, Jan. As always, we just want to take a look at the passage and pull out some principles. The disciples were distressed and fearful. In fact, it says in verse 26 that they were terrified and they cried out in fear. They were at the end of the rope. They were a long way from land, beaten by the waves, and the wind was against them. And it was the middle of the night. Do you ever feel like that? Beaten by the waves, questioning things, fearful, feeling all alone and abandoned with no hope? It's interesting to note that right before that passage is the feeding of the 5,000. The disciples had just seen this incredible miracle of God providing when they had very little food. And God did an amazing miracle and provided for everyone. And yet they, like us, quickly forgot the things that God had done when they faced a new challenge. This is exactly what happened to Elijah when he had seen God sending fire on his offering in 1 Kings 18. But he forgot God's power. Maybe that's the first principle that we need to step back when we're facing a difficulty and think of the past about how faithful God has been And how many incredible things he has done for us. It's so easy to forget in the crisis or the heartbreak. When we don't choose to recall his work, we will get pulled down into discouragement and depression. It's interesting in verse 22 that it says that Jesus immediately made his disciples get in the boat and go before him to the other side. How often is it that we see the obedience that Jesus expects of his followers? He went up to pray, and he sent them off by themselves. This idea of obedience is one of the keys, I think, in dealing with spiritual depression. Sometimes we frankly don't feel like reading the Bible or seeking after God. And we should obey, not because we feel like it, but because we are his followers. Sometimes we don't understand the things that we're going through, and yet we know the things that God calls us to do. Obedience is just doing what he tells you. This is the key. The spiritually depressed person may be depressed because the Lord has asked him or her to do things that he's ignored. But the opposite is true. There is great joy in obedience. 
Sometimes you can find your way through the depression by just doing what he has for you now. Do the things that he is calling you to do, even if you don't feel like it. I think there's a lot that we need to look at in terms of dealing with depression. There's a lot of aspects that we're going to be discussing in this series, and we don't want to look at things simplistically. But the reality is that obedience to the things that God calls us to do is part of that foundation of growth in our Christian life and managing our feelings of depression. He calls you to read and study His Word and call out to Him even in your distress, especially in your distress. We can find ourselves trapped in discouragement simply because we are not willing to obey and do the things that God calls us to do to lift our spirits and have a healthier Christian life. This is how Elijah was able to pull himself out of his depression. The Lord, in 1 Kings 19, laid out a number of things that he was to do. As Elijah did those things, and we'll look at them, he came to his senses and continued in the work that God called him to. It's interesting to note that their obedience led them into the boat and into the storm. This is an important reality. The fact is, when we obey the Lord, it doesn't mean that our life is going to be perfect and easy and calm. Sometimes, by obeying the Lord, we are putting ourselves in a difficult situation. Our lives can't be about just trying to avoid stress and things that would discourage us. It has to be about doing His will and serving Him as His followers. The disciples' goal was not an easy and simple life. They decided to follow him, and they knew that following him was going to be a rough road. I think probably another principle that we can see here is the sense that the disciples had that Jesus was nowhere to be found in the crisis. He had chosen to go up on the mountain to pray by himself. They were far away on a boat on the lake. They probably felt that he was not aware of the things that they were experiencing. Because Jesus was in the flesh, he was physically far from them. But he was never unconcerned about them, and he was not ignorant of the things that they were experiencing. This is a key. When you're going through some great difficulty, never have a thought in your mind that God is not aware of the things you're going through and that he's not right next to you. That's right. Jesus was fully aware of what was going on and arrived at the side of the boat at the exact time that he was needed. Because he's God, he knows all things. He knew what they needed and saved them in the storm. Couple that with the reality that God the Father was well aware of their circumstances and controlled both the storm and the sea. The story reminds us that in the midst of the waves that we face in the storms of life, Jesus knows about them and is more than able to respond to help you. You are never alone. You are never forsaken. Remember that. Well, as you go on in the story, you see the experiences of the disciples that they had in the boat. Jesus was far away and praying, and it says in verse 24 that the boat was beaten by the waves, for the wind was against it. In the fourth watch of the night, when he came to them and was walking on the sea, when the disciples saw him, it says that they were terrified and said, It is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. There's an important principle in the middle of the battle, in the middle of the storm, they failed to recognize their Savior. They were so engrossed and distracted by the storm and what they were experiencing, they did not recognize their Savior. It says again that they were terrified when they saw him and thought he was a ghost. He was coming to help them and rescue them. 
but in the tor turmoil, they could not see that. This is another principle that is key for handling the issues that life throws at you. When you find yourself in the turmoil of something that has occurred, you need to look out for Jesus to help you. He was coming to them, but they missed him. They were so out of sorts that they thought he was a ghost and they were terrified. We looked at the example of Job last week. It seems that Job developed a jaded view of God as not being in control and not quite being smart enough to handle the situation. And we need to guard against that incorrect thinking about God through our struggles. The disciples needed to see that it was Jesus, and they did, and that settled them down. What a wonderful passage with so much to teach us about the storms of life. We'll continue to look at this next week. For now, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to look at some of these principles so far in this passage. Forgetting about God's power, the importance of obedience, the reality that obedience does not always lead to an easy life, thinking correctly about God and that he is right next to you in your struggles. Well, let's pray. Father, I pray, God, as each person listens to this, in their own life, that they would see how they can trust you more and more in the midst of the storm, when they're facing the ways and the difficulties of life, not to forget you, not to miss you, but to trust you as a faithful God. Lord, I pray for those maybe that would be a counselor and an encourager to someone else, that you would give them the words and your truth to come alongside somebody in their time of need. And we just ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's enough for this week. Again, we will be discussing this passage again next week and pulling out principles to help us as we try to grapple with depression in our own hearts and lives. This is a spiritual battle we need to go back to the truth of God's word for. This is where there are so many great examples in the Bible of people who face great trials, whether it was the waves of the Sea of Galilee, losing everything as Job did, or facing some sinister threat as Elijah did. We can learn from all these stories from these people. We'd love to hear from you. If you have comments or questions, you can email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. We encourage you to share this podcast with somebody else, maybe that they're struggling with depression and they need encouragement. Again, next time on our podcast, we're going to continue looking at this passage of the disciples on the waves and see other principles that we can learn. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. Mm-hmm.